But some people are particular about it and you have to respect those boundaries. Well, they should respect my boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Can that go in? What? That can't go in. Well, no, but but there's something in there that can go in. All right, okay. Do you Uh, think? Yeah, probably. You know what? That's the start. Welcome us in. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky... There are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. In 1977, a single mother living in Enfield, London, called the police to report strange goings-on in her home, supposedly caused by a poltergeist. Impossible, surely. Or was it? This week on Unexplained Legends, The Enfield Haunting. Welcome, listeners, this week to Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as almost always, is Dennis Len. And together we are The Unexplained Legends. You, you cut that out one week. No, I didn't. You cut out the second one. I didn't. I are haven't you? cut out a thing. Mm. I don't know. You're getting paranoid about the edits. Uh, You've gone crazy, you are, man. You've gone pure crazy. I just everyone says you're nuts. I I just think, Dennis, with with the kind of God, man, gaslighting people is actually kind of fun, isn't it? With with the kind of important stuff that we're covering in this podcast, it's only a matter of time before we get infiltrated. Infiltrated? Well, do you think we'll notice? Mm, I don't know. Hey, Roger, I thought that hole was on the back of your t-shirt, not on the front. Do you, do you know that was me trying to do uh, invasion of the body snatchers? <laughs> very close. I thought it was a raptor, but very good. Oh. Do, uh, do you know I once got sick of myself uh, uh, while practicing to do like a death metal scream? Really? Yeah. Nice. Only a little bit of sick. Were you pro? Did you? Or did you manage it? Did you get sick in yourself? At least you managed it. Did you? Uh, uh, no, not quite. Mm. It's actually really intense. It's very painful. <laughs> Have you ever woken up after a night out of heavy, heavy drinking and woke up as you're vomiting? No. That's no. one of the scariest uh, experiences of my life, where you projectile vomit into the air. I think you're being... I'm not sure where you're being woken up, at what point or why you're being woken up. Maybe it's because of the rush that's coming out of you. But that is that is some start to the day where you your eyes open and there's vomit in the air. Yeah, hard, hard to get over that, really. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Vomiting. Pretty bad. It takes a while to kind of figure out, oh, what's after happening here? But yeah, it doesn't start you off on the best foot. No. It, would you say that you, you're a sound sleeper usually, Dennis? I'm a sound sleeper enough. I'm, I, I, I used to be a really heavy sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, but then I laid off the chocolate. Then, then I laid off the chocolate. I'm less. I'm le- I'm. I'm not as fat anymore. Oh, I, uh, oh. yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I. I'm usually a heavy sleeper, but I think in in London, you. I say if you were a in light London. sleeper, you would die. Do you think so? Yeah, it's very bad. There, there was a lad comically drilling into the ground the other day. Like probably actually today, I can't even tell the difference. But there was a. I realize sometimes that there's just constant noises here. Mm. Constant. It's like, I'm going to murder you. It's like, oh, another murder. Oh, London. And then everyone laughs. Nice and cool, son. Nice and cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) I can only only sleep to the sound of murder. What what do you put on? Murder, white noise. I have have an old joke. Doing bits on the podcast. You can't do bits on the podcast anymore. They're too good, aren't they? (laughs) 
They... You can't, you're not, but you're bringing these up. No matter what we spoke about today, yeah. you would have brought this up. Uh, I, I, no, it's directly related to this. Is it? Yeah, I, I had an old bit that was about how uh, my my I ran out of data while listening to a murder podcast. Yeah. Uh, so instead, because I live in East London, I just opened the window. Very good. Very, Very good, good, wasn't it? Great, yeah. Lot. I'd say it's just as good on stage as it is being presented here in the podcast. I'll be honest, what I just did now, one of the best times I've done it. <laughs> Great reception too. Yeah. All right, what are we doing? Okay, this week, Dennis, we're covering, this is why I was asking you if you were a heavy sleeper or, or not, we're covering a disturbance. <laughs> a disturbance in a London home. Oh, Raj, I don't want to do this. Not unlike our own, Dennis. Do you like sleeping in a house on your own? I'm grand with it. No, you never get worried that someone's going to break in. Depends on the house. Something like only 4% of burglaries are ever solved. Like ever, anyone's ever brought up for them. Is that true? Mm-hmm. We got to get into burglaries. <laughs> <laughs> burglars, burglars. Um, but yeah, you so see, you wouldn't be scared at night. I'm not. Freak yourself out? I'm not. I can freak myself out. I've seen you get a couple of jumps. I can freak myself out. If I listen to something too spooky... Uh, actually, while while researching this podcast, we won't get to it till the very end. Yeah, I listened to something that I had to go nope and stop before going to bed. <laughs> I'm not too bad, but I can spook myself if I start thinking about it. Do you remember when we were uh, when we were inside in the sitting room? It was only a couple of weeks ago, and the light went off, like the fuse went off, the, or the toaster, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and it went off. And then you touched your own arse and screamed. Do you remember that? No, I don't recall that. <laughs> and I, you, I know you had to settle you down. You were like, someone touched my arse. I was like, it was, it's your own hand. It was your own arse. <laughs> I, I, do, I then, don't recall then that. Then you had to touch it again to repeat it. Do you not remember that? No, That's I don't. That's weird, man. You're crazy. Am you're I going, crazy, man. Have I gone crazy? You can't remember anything. That's, that's mental. That's Why do you mental. keep doing these things? I don't know. What? What Dude, it slapped my ass. This, this week, Dennis, we're going to cover something called... The Enfield Haunting. Oh, I don't like that. Enfield is around East London. Yeah, yeah, it's not not too far from us. Or the Enfield Poltergeist. Okay. Which do you rather? Which will we go with for the podcast? Well, I have a choice. Yeah, yeah, you have a choice. No, I don't. You do, yeah. There's no choice here. These are the same thing and you're just going to... No, no, they're the same thing. I'm just wondering what you think we should call it. Oh, okay. Give it to me again then. The Enfield Haunting. Yeah. That one. That one. Yeah. I don't like poltergeist. Okay. I don't okay. think poltergeist is a scary word. Okay. Okay. Enfield haunting. It's like, woo Okay. In that case, Dennis, this week we're covering the Enfield haunting. Ooh. I'm no, sure you'll put in a sound there or something. No, no, no reaction for lightning. All that stuff. No reaction for me for that. Do you, Ball lightning. Does it mean anything? Don't, don't talk to me about that. Enfield post. haunting means nothing to me. But are we talking about a an old house? Uh, a house. A house. A house of an indeterminate age. Yeah. Uh, are, are there families moving in and out of this house? There's a family in the house. Currently. Can we go visit this house? Yeah, I think we probably could, yeah. Mm, interesting. Has anyone been killed in this house? Not to my knowledge. Not to your knowledge, but you're no. leaving it open that they might have been. Yeah. Is there a monster living in the attic? Whoa. whoa, whoa. You're scared of attics? They don't, they're not, they don't work great with my knees going up the ladder. But if you went up to an attic and yeah. you saw a porcelain doll in there that no one knew anything about. Kick its head in. Wow. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be a big risk? 
What no. if what if it wasn't evil and you kicked its head in and then it came back to life and murdered you? I I hate porcelain dolls anyway, so scary like or do you just like are you scared of them? I just think that I don't like them. I think they're shit. My sister used to have loads of them. Yeah, well maybe they're just not for you, Roger, but that's no reason to kick the head off anyone you see. Did you ever see one with a broken face? No, I haven't. I'm sure you have though. Yeah, yeah, they're really Did you scary. break your sister's dolls? No, no, it fell off. You psychopath. What? You fucking Stephen King psychopath. It fell off, fell off. kicking dolls. No, I didn't do it. Why wasn't I bought anything? Digimon's smash, smash, smash. Poor sister crying because the porcelain dolls cost like 7 million euros. No, I, I, no, none of that. Take all that back. Were you caught kissing one and that then you had to pretend you were beating it up? No. On a sleepy night, towards the end of August 1977. Sorry, sorry, can I pull you up there? Yeah. A sleepy night. Sleepy night, What's yeah. a sleepy night? Like, kind of like a, it's like not, it's not like it's a particularly busy night. It's not a, it's almost like the night's not even noteworthy. It's just a sleepy night. Could you give me some other nights? Like, what's the opposite of a sleepy night? Tense night. Tense night. Well, we yeah. fucking, this is a tense night. We this, always have tense nights in these houses. Yeah, yeah. By now, I should just know. No colour with you. No colour. Cut it down and give us the facts. You... you I don't want to feel anything. You ne- no, no feelings. No art. No. Nothing. The, you're very, very like my dad there. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Uh, on a sleepy night towards the end of August 1977, the Metropolitan Police received a call unlike anything they'd ever received before. A panicked single mother in Infield had phoned them in desperation as she feared for her life. Furniture was being moved around. Loud noises could be heard everywhere. And two of her four children, Margaret, aged 13. Oh, Margaret's a spooky name. And Janet. Janet Lesso. Aged 11, could hear loud knocking noises on the walls of the house. Okay, all right, so some of the stuff you're describing so far is spooky. Yeah. No, she hadn't organized for anyone to come in and move the furniture. It wasn't just guys in there moving furniture, was it? No, no, it wasn't like a lad had pulled up in a white van, came in there. Oh, I don't like That would be terrifying. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be If scary. that happened in the middle of the night, that would be really scary if someone came in just taking all your furniture. I think that's called burglary. I think they would actually oh, steal right, all Oh, we just got to take all the shit. How about this, though? All right, yeah. I'm going to put out a hot take. The 70s, scariest decade. No. Oh, what do you think is the scariest decade? Uh, 50s, 60s? No way. 70s, no. 70s is definitely the scariest decade. No way. That's when all the spooky stories came out, what all makes the ghosts you, and stuff. What makes you say 70s is the scariest? Just seems to be the scariest. Any, any, of, the spooky, any, like, any of the spooky movies and stuff, 70s. No, I think the Everyone 50s. Everyone was poor. I think the 50s is haunted. particularly... 50s? Uh, yeah, that's particularly... I thought the 50s, we just all hung out in diners and had milkshakes and... Like, unprotected sex and stuff, no? No, because if you think about the 50s, really, in reality, it was in black and white. That is scarier. Yeah. A hell of a lot scarier. Yeah. But still, black and white diner. No, the the 50s is is a real, um, like, peak period for for UFOs. But I'm not talking about the old UFOs, no. I'm going more for the ghost side of things. Yeah, a lot of ghost stuff happened in the 50s, too. I can just, I, I just more imagine ghosts being more at home in kind of the grittiness of the 70s. Like, uh, you know, woman coming home smoking, screaming, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I just feel like that's more of a 70s vibe. 
you know, like, I don't know, Robert De Niro coming in and, I don't know, a young Al Pacino or something playing a ghost. You know, can you, you can get that? You can imagine that? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Ooh. Well, I'm the only one here. Ooh. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Oh, my God. But there has to be, like, really annoying ghosts out there. They can't just be normal ghosts. They can't, oh. they can't all be on the job. There has to be a couple of lazy ghosts out there that are just like, you walk in and they just go, no. Oh. They were just sitting down watching Jeremy Kyle or something. They're definitely annoying ghosts. There have to be. 100%. This, though, hey, I haven't even said this is a ghost yet, Dennis. Haunting probably implies it's a ghost. Uh, Don't know. Oh, are we going to get caught in the definition as well of a poltergeist versus a ghost? You You at one point said they're different things. They are technically different things. So we will, we will, uh, we'll interact with that later. Let me guess. A couple of different branches. Um, there may be, there may be. Put maybe put a pin in it. Yeah, let's let's whack a pin in it. Okay, put put an old pin in this. This is the Metropolitan Police now. Back to them. Anxious to send an officer, they inquired as to who was causing the domestic disturbance. But much to their disbelief, the woman explained the oddest thing of all. That's the a dis- very sorry to interrupt. That is a good a good phrase. Much to their disbelief. Yeah. Because they didn't believe her. Yeah, much to their disbelief, the woman explained the oddest thing of all. I'll see if you believe this or not. The disturbance was being caused by thin air. Thin air. air. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing was causing it. Yeah. It was happening on its own. Oh, it was happening on its own. I thought you meant nothing was happening. No, no. They were asking what was causing it. So the thing was happening. Oh, what was causing the thing? (laughs) Nothing. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't really understand, but that's cool. Like, then, like, is in, there was no wind. Was it wind? They were asking, like, they were like, oh, shit. She calls up and she goes, oh, the furniture is being knocked around. There's knocking yeah. on the wall. And they were saying, oh, my God, who's, we're going to send an officer straight away. Who's doing this? And she, she said, no one. Okay. She, <laughs> she said, the wind, basically. She said, she, she said she didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, one. No, sounds cool. <laughs> I, I, a ghost. I, a ghost was doing it. See? Why don't you just come out and say that at the start? Is a ghost wind? Thin air. It, what's a ghost made of? Uh, electromagnetism. Ah, interesting. Is it is a ghost made of, like, earth atoms and molecules and stuff? Or is it is it its own thing? Does it, do, do, you know, do you know what a ghost is? Do you want to hear what a ghost is? <sighs> a ghost. Did you just yawn? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. First, you use my greatest punchline without crediting me. What? What punchline? No one. And oh. <laughs> and now you're you. <laughs> that is some punchline, actually. You should see. You're laughing like you've got a pipe in your mouth. I've never been so annoyed in my whole life. That is a better avoid using the using the phrase "no one." No, no one in that way is patented. That's mine. Right, that's I mean, enough. it is a story about a ghost as well. They want this. No, my punchline. Oh, your punchline. Yeah. True, yeah. Well, that's that's all part of the bit. It is all part of the bit, which I don't do bits on the podcast. But in a way, if go on, I'll do it. No, it's fine. Five minutes later. <laughs> so, no, I'm just wondering. I think where a ghost is made is, you know, the the space between the atoms. Antimatter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think ghosts are made of that. Yeah, I'm willing to concede that. Oh, really? Concede as in we've proven it. Yeah, go, nice. go on, chalk it up. Is that how you do it? Yeah, yeah. Deadly. 
Go on, there we go. All right, so we got a woman in Enfield. She's after ringing up the cops. She's saying, I'm being terrorized by the wind. It's blowing her own furniture everywhere. Has she any description so far of of the ghost? No. Sorry, of the the wind. She doesn't really know what's happening. Is she saying that it's... She, she's just saying there's like a phenomenon kicking yes, up. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. Not, she's not really landing on ghosts. No, no, she's not. Okay. Despite their understandable skepticism, the Met still sent some officers regardless. Once they arrived, much to the shock of the police, one of their own constables also witnessed the phenomenon, seeing a chair wobble and slide across the house without them being able to determine what was making it do so. Wow. Did he see anything else? Did he see like a, you know, when a dog goes up and its back legs kind of scratch its butt a little bit? Was one of them going across the ground as well? And they're like, what's it doing? <laughs> no, no, it was just the chair, really. Just the chair. Yeah. <laughs> just a guess. What followed was a nearly two-year media storm focused on what would come to be known as the infield haunting slash infield poltergeist. <laughs> Well, long title. You know what, right? I'm being brave and I'm being cheeky tonight, right, with this You're podcast. being very cheeky. Being a little bit cheeky, right? Why, what's what made you so cheeky? I don't know. I'm just giddy. I'm just enjoying the podcast. Okay. Um, it, I'll tell you what's made you cheeky. What? You would have refreshed Mr. Freeze before that this. Is what, that is what happened. They're delicious. They're really good. Never getting them again, though. Addicted. Well, not if they make you like this, mister. I'm having a good time. But Go on. a little bit cheeky. And I need to, as I always do, I always like to admit, you know... Things on this podcast that are true. This is a truth. There is no way if I was in that house now and you're telling me this story that I would be this giddy. I would be bricking it. You'd be, you'd be bricking I'm it. I'm not actually very good when it comes to ghost stories. I no. get really freaked out. If we were out like in the dark somewhere mm. and you told me this, terrified. Uh, I've, um, I've revealed this to you in private mm-hmm. and I'm willing to say it on the podcast as well. You know this about me. I'm not that much of a ghost guy. Not a big ghost guy. Not, not a, Even though one of your friends' houses was horrendously haunted. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, and I believe that. You should always believe the haunted. But I'm not, I'm not naturally attracted to ghost stories mm. as much as I am. You know me. I'm a UFO guy. So <laughs> ghosts and aliens. Do you think you have a problem with ghosts because some of the alien stories can be explained away as ghosts? You need the, you need the whole room basically uh, to paint your canvas and ghosts are getting in the way of some of the theories no it's not that it's just that um in a, in a lot of ghost stories there's little bits and pieces that will make it harder to com- completely rule out explanations whereas in a lot of ufo stories the, the explanation itself is also outstanding or or like uh, yeah rock uh, solid like no you know. no no i'm saying like an explanation to explain away a lot of UFOs um, are available. Activities. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying that they themselves are hard to believe. Okay. So the, the, the skeptics take on on a lot of UFO stories and abductions and stuff like that. They themselves are very hard. Okay, but the, but the skeptics with the ghosts are like a little bit more believable. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. That's a wondrous way of, of putting that. I mean, it's just so great. It's all it's 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 actually confusing to the point where you agree with it, and I don't even fully understand it. You're you're marvelous at your job. You're marvelous. At <laughs> oh, your thank job. you, thank you. Will, will we will we carry on? Let's go. Okay. The story was almost immediately covered by sorry something in my eye. A ghost. Yeah, ghost got in my eye. Fuck's sake. 
Sorry, I've been chucking little bits of dirt at you for the whole podcast. <laughs> what, Finally you, got one in there. Why have you done that? I just thought it'd be a good laugh. Oh. You said you wanted to train under pressure. <laughs> so here we are. Not like this. Um, I'm always under pressure. The story was almost immediately picked up by the Daily Mirror after they'd been contacted by Peggy Hansen after the police failed to do anything about her predicament. So the woman herself went to the papers about it. Yeah. Uh, because the police said, no, we're sorry, love. We're not into ghosts. Call the old Buster Boys. They, they said no face, no case. Yeah, well, they probably didn't have any evidence. You know, well, except well, no. with a witness, I guess. No, they have a witness. Yeah, they witnessed it happening. But Saw they, the wobbly chair. They just said that there was nothing they could wobble and slide. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? You know, they can't slap a handcuffs on him. The mayor sent around a team of journalists to investigate the veracity of the claims. On September 4th, despite spending the whole day at the residence, it was not until they were about to leave that a single piece of Lego lifted itself up and flung itself at one of the journalist's foreheads, (laughs) leaving a bruise after it. Whoa, what kind of Lego brick was it? It's the... 4x4? Yeah. No, no, it's the... Do you know the basic rectangle one? I would say the classic Lego brick. Oh, is that 3x3? I think it's 3x2. 4x2, yeah. Oh, is it 4x2? I actually don't know. Oh, no, it is 4x2. I I'm can't remember. I'm in my head now. Um, okay, so it's a 4x2. Does that leave a bruise? Does that leave a bruise? Well, it shouldn't. Do you want to fling one off my head? It See? shouldn't leave a bruise. Oh, okay. So it had some sort of like ghost powers behind yes. it. Yes. It was imbued with ghost bruising. That's, yeah. Um, so she or this person got a Lego brick um, thrown off their head. Yeah. Now, were the kids around at the time? No. No, no one in the house. They were alone. Where did the Lego brick come from? Did it hit her in the back of the head? Came from the from the floor. Came from the floor, just lying down there. Yeah. And it flung up and hit her in the head. Hit them in the head. Hit them in the head. And they got and they got a bruise. And do we have pictures of this? They're no. Obs- this is 1977. Oh, they had no cameras. Yeah. They weren't invented. No, they were invented, but they just weren't like... You wouldn't have had a camera at home necessarily. So how many journalists came to the house, Raj? Two. Two journalists came to the house, yeah. neither of them with a camera, to... Rec- no, no, they, they had cameras. They had cameras, so they took then, a picture. They had cameras then. Then when? They had cameras They had cameras at the house, but the bruise turned up later. Oh, it turned, it turned up later. But, yeah. but they took pictures of the Lego brick and stuff that were flung at her. Didn't, it wasn't uh, enough time. There wasn't enough time. They had to leave. Or they they're going no, no, somewhere. No, no, they're going no. bowling or something. The, the whole incident happened too quickly for them to get a picture of it. I understand that they're not going to be able to take a thousand pictures like, to no, replicate a video. I'm no. just saying that did they take a picture of the Lego brick that, that hit them? They would have kept that, obviously, if it's imbued with ghost bruising. Um, they might have taken a picture of the brick itself, but they didn't catch it in action, if that's what you're That asking. would have been incredibly special if they were able to do that. That wasn't the question I was asking. Okay, I'm just okay. saying, that it, does, it, does the picture of the Lego brick turn up anywhere? Uh, potentially. Did you see it? I didn't. I didn't see it, but it wouldn't blow my mind if it was out there. It wouldn't blow my mind either, but we haven't seen it, so we're not sure. After hearing the events corroborated, the Mirror sent over their senior reporter, George Fallows, to follow up on the story. Wow, big guns are coming in. Yeah, so they just sent the first two to check it out and see, like, oh, we get these all the time. Did he come in wearing a bicycle helmet? Uh, No, no, he was worried. You're saying he was worried about repeat bruising. I would have. Worn a helmet, definitely, if I heard the reports Fair from my other people. Well, I'll tell you this much, Dennis. We don't know what happened, because what Fallows witnessed was never made public. However, he immediately referred the case 
to the Society for Cyclical Research, fearing that the whole incident was beyond his ability to handle. So, yeah, he's just a reporter. He doesn't know what to do with ghosts. Yeah. They're the first people I'd call. The, the I mean, there's probably another gang of people I might call first, but I definitely them. No, I wouldn't call it for, for legal reasons, for you trademark wouldn't. reasons, I wouldn't call them. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Legally distinct Ghostbusters. We're not using the trademark term. We just happen to be saying two individual free domain words. Oh, yeah. Got you on a technicality there. Oh, yeah. I ain't afraid of no ghosts, but I am afraid of your persistent threats of legal action. I'd probably call them. I'd call them, see if they're available. I probably wouldn't call them, just... Uh, but over on this side of the pond anyway, who do we have? The Society for Cyclical Research. Have you heard of them before? The Society for Cyclical Research. The SCR. Is it? S-P-R. Oh, it's Society for Cyclical... Oh, oh, I thought it was like a cycling a bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Ah, okay, grand. Can you give me the name again? The so- Society for Cyclical Research. All right, so this guy knew to go to them. So they're yeah. big business. Have you heard of them before? Yes, yeah. And they're still around? Yes. Okay. Do you know when they were formed or anything? Like, are they maybe, are they an old organization? Maybe we could interview them. Uh, well, a retros- we'll, we'll see. A representative or something. No, they've been around since, I think, the 1800s. Can we interview them in a place where we don't give away any of our information? Yeah, like we could call them is what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. Ask them for a phone interview. On a burner phone. They're uh, they're very famous. I think they're, they've been around since Victorian times. What are their famous cases? Uh, oh, like you name... The big ones. Yeah, you name one that happened over here and they're, they're involved in it. Uh, the the haunting of, of spooky Benjamin? Yeah, one of the big ones. That is one of the big one ones. Big ones. I think, I could be wrong, but I think Sherlock Holmes was a member of them at some point. Sorry, not him. The guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> What's his name? Conan Doyle. Co- Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, yeah, I believe he was involved in them. They came out of this period of, of um, in the 1800s. There was a lot of interest in mysticism and spiritualism, and also, obviously, a huge leap in scientific knowledge. This was treated as a scientific field. They're like, there's still stuff we can't explain, even though we've made big scientific steps. So, must be ghosts. Well, they're, try- they're trying to apply sci- scientific rigor to ghosts happenings. And what's really interesting about the Society for Psychological Research is oftentimes they'll turn up and they will themselves disprove or discredit the haunting. I'm really going to be a little bit hypocritical of my own self on this okay, whole entire yeah. podcast now. But I think it must have been quite nice back then. Like if you were stuck for something to do, you just, just say, I'm going off hunting ghosts. And there's no, no one would disprove it. Well, did you... Have you ever heard of um, Yates? Mm-hmm. W.B. Yates. He was big into this stuff as well. He... Oh, can't, do you remember the name of the woman he eventually married? Eleanor. Was it? I don't know. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Okay. Well, whoever he eventually ended up married, he wasn't delighted with marrying her. She was mm. kind of like his last option. But believe it or not, on the day of their honeymoon... She discovered that she could channel spirits, and he was just from then on smitten. Oh my god, hit he the was, jackpot! Yeah, he was absolutely like obsessed with her. After you, that, you see, I don't think you could go. You go out now and you do anything, and people just ridicule you for it. You know, yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna have hunting ghosts, and you're like, oh, what's that guy doing? He's an idiot. There's no ghosts. 
Well, I suggested to you that we get a Ouija board to try and get jokes from the old... Uh, from uh, and what did, what did I say? You said that you'd be... T- <laughs> well, actually, this is what you actually said. Is, <laughs> I can't remember. No, what, what you actually said is, I, don't, I wouldn't like playing with a real one. And I said, no, no, we'll just make one. And and we'll just make like we'll just make jokes ourselves on it. Mm. And then you said, No, I especially don't want to do that because what if we've just made a fake one and it works? That will really That makes me. sense. That is the start of every movie. Except for like Independence Day, Forrest Gump and a couple others, but definitely yeah, but <laughs> most of them. The old Ouija board. Let's get back to this anyway. Okay, okay, back to this. So the Society for Cycle Research, it's important to going into this to to remember that they themselves can be quite sceptical. And there are several like big haunting cases that when they've investigated it, they say, we don't think this is a haunting. All right. So they really push it to the outer limits and they're trying to apply some sort of scientific method anyway. I would say they're good guys overall. This referral to the Society for Cyclical Research resulted in a full-blown investigation by two respected SPR members. Morris Gross... And Guy Leon Playfair. One of them is a better name than the other person. Yeah. Gross and Playfair were again shocked by what they witnessed during their investigation. Such as inexplicable noises, objects moving of their own accord, and in one terrifying incident, the possession of Janet Hodson by an entity called Bill. Oh no, thank you Raj. I'm out. I'm checking out. Bill is a terrifying name for a girl to be possessed by you think so it is it is if it was edward edward's actually pretty scary as well (laughs) i was trying to think of one that's not that scary casper i think actually the no that's that's not as bad anything that's like a little bit normal is terrifying bill is horrendous bill sounds like um a ghost that would fuck with you but like not in a good way well maybe later if you're if you're good you might hear a little bit of a yeah i'm prop i'm not putting this on either i really don't like that that scares the living shit out of me I hate people being possessed. I, I saw The Exorcist before, and that scared the, the, me to pieces. Well, Dennis, this possession was accompanied by a terrifying change to Janet's speaking voice. This was the thing I told you that I couldn't listen to before bed. I'm not listening to it. I, I swear to God, Roger, no, I'm not listening to it. No, you're going no, to... No, no, I, 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 I got really scared there. I don't want to listen to it. You can't listen to it. Ugh. <sighs> I don't want... If I you really don't, want, don't want... Listen, right? We'll see at the end of the episode. No, go on, do it. No, no, at the end of the episode, we'll no, see no, no, if because No, because then I'll have to... That's the last thing I'll be thinking about before we end the podcast. I'm not no, doing that. I'm telling you... It, listen. Can we not listen to it at the end of the podcast? Because I have nothing to listen to then. Like, as in... Or, or, not I have nothing to listen to. I'm not even making sense. <laughs> like, I just don't want that to, to be the last thing. Like, even just give me a minute afterwards. It's like... No, when, no, I, yeah, it's yeah. It's like when someone... You know, you watch a scary movie and then you turn all the lights in the oven yeah. and you just get moving and you want to... You, you want to basically like forget what you've just watched. All right, we'll listen to it after the lamestream narrative. Is that okay? Is that okay? Because I'm telling you, man, if we listen to it, we're, we ain't coming back to the Have lamestream to narrative. It? I told you, I tried. Oh, I told you, turn off joking. before bed. No, no, no. <laughs> so the possession was accompanied by a terrifying change to Janet's speaking voice. Although during the investigation, Gross and Playfair set up hidden cameras and did capture the girls intentionally trying to prank the researchers by way of bending spoons and knocking on walls, there were many happenings which Gross and Playfair were unable to adequately disprove. I think you can't mess with ghosts and stuff because if you start doing that thing, you know, you come in and you're playing pranks, inevitably something terrifying is going to happen 
that you can't explain because you're being punished for bringing on the wrath of the ghosts. Well, it's inevitable. Well, Playfair later went on to say he truly believed that there was an entity in the house responsible for most of the strange occurrences. I agree with you that if you tamper, it's like, do you know what it's like? Do you know when you try and pick on somebody, it's like, and I mean, you know, kind of try to roast somebody who's a bit too quick. Mm. Well, as my mother would say, you drew him on you. You drew him on you, yeah. Drew him on you. Like when you're in your little, your little group, your friend's group, and you say, oh, I'll chance this, and then it backfires so horribly on you that you just throw off your phone. So I, I agree with you that if you're trying to fake some of these elements when there's real ghosts in the house, listen, that's not going to end well. No, it's not. It's not going to end well at all. The Out of Curiosity, I don't usually do this, but Out of Curiosity, how, how does the story of them faking some elements, how does that jibe with you? It doesn't put me off. I think okay. that if you were kids and there was stuff happening in your house that you couldn't explain you, and you heard some of the things that were happening, you might start doing it yourself. That might be a way to cope. Okay. I know I sound like I'm completely buttering over or buttering up your theories and stuff here. Yeah. I probably am a little bit. But no, it actually doesn't put me off the overall thing at all. I think, you see, I think it's funny because this for this for me, this is like a, what, what would you call this? What do they call this? This is a, a character swap. As far a as tiny bit, concerned. a tiny bit. Yeah. I just think that the theories and the conspiracy theories are kind of like, you know, they're... They're fanned by kind of a lot of edgelords and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And I just feel like ghost stories, there's nothing in it for these people. Fair you know? point, yeah, yeah. Nothing in it, so why would they do it? I have, I remember uh, a proper ghost encounter that I had, which I will uh, present to you after you're finished with the last of these details. Okay, you okay. won't like it. I won't like it? No. Have I heard it before? Maybe, I don't think so. Very scary though. When interviewed in their adult lives, Margaret and Janet happily admitted to faking some of the occurrences in order to prank the researchers, but they adamantly denied that they faked the whole event, with both of them claiming it was incredibly traumatic to live through. To this day, they maintain their story that the haunting itself was real and that the incidents which they described happening to them, such as being levitated across their bedrooms and being possessed as beyond their explanation. Despite numerous eyewitnesses and huge amount of evidence, some people still remain sceptical of the infield haunting. What really happened? We may never know. We may never know. We might never know. So my ghost encounter happened a couple of nights after my grandmother died. Myself and my sister and my mother were at home. My dad was working nights. My grandmother was always, I won't say fascinated is the wrong word, but would always talk about the banshee. So after someone would die, you'd hear a woman screaming, basically, outside. As I suppose their spirit left the world or something like that, you know. But obviously a shriek, a terrifying shriek. So this was just after everything had settled down. Everyone had kind of gone gone away and, you know, everything was settled down after the funeral and stuff. And we were upstairs and we we're all asleep. And it was this weird thing that happened. There was this kind of shriek outside. Now, you could probably explain it away as a fox or something. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just really bad timing. But the next thing that happened 
after this was absolutely terrifying. So the shriek went off. We all kind of had this collective, like, you know, awakening, but also kind of like, oh, this is too weird. And there's, you know, that weird electricity that goes around. You get yeah, the, like, yeah. shivers and stuff. So everyone ran out um, into the landing and we were like, oh, my God, did you hear that? Like, like, yeah, I heard it. And we're all thinking the same thing. And then smash. Glass breaks downstairs. Gee, what, what was it? Glass breaks downstairs, right? And we we're like, what? No, we had a house alarm. Yeah. So the alarm didn't go off. So we were like, this has happened inside the house. So is someone in the house already? We go downstairs. I actually, my sister went downstairs first. Turned on the light downstairs. Had a look around. Couldn't find anything. And then my mother goes, look here. And she turned around and a picture of St. Mary had fallen off the wall and smashed the bits on the ground. What do you think she was trying to say? I, I don't know. Nan's dead. I, I have no idea. But I was terrified. I wanted to leave that house right there and then. It was so scary. And it was this old picture of Mary as well. And it was outside where my grandmother used to sleep. And that was a few nights after she passed away. It was the night after her funeral, or, or like it was the night of her funeral. That's that's you haven't told me that before. <laughs> no, it's really scary, man. You see, you've way more supernatural stories than I do. I do, I do, but it, I think the really strange thing about this, and it, it, I'm being completely serious, is that it was just so scary because my my nan always spoke about that stuff. Like she contended that one night she used to work in the hospital. And she used to walk home, uh, and you can still do this from the town that I live in, in the hosp- or used to live in, in the hospital. You can walk along the train tracks, it's a shorter way. Yeah. My grandmother swore that she went along there one night. No, like, she was ancient, so like, yeah, yeah. this is a time when people might be on a horse. Like, yeah. And a guy came along on a horse and asked her for directions to the hospital, and she gave him the directions, and she contends that the guy didn't have a head. And was heading to the hospital to, like, take someone. Jesus Christ. That scares the living shit out of me. I remember telling me that. Like, I have two stories that you reminded me of during mm-hmm. that. One is from, from, from my dad, who was a truck driver for years. He used to go up and down from, uh, from Dublin to Cork in the middle of the night. Uh, him and his dad. And I asked him, did he ever see anything spooky? And he told me a story once where I think this might have been when he was young and his dad was, the, was driving. And they were driving along. And he said, oh, once saw a man. He was uh, on the side of the road. It was a, a big flowing coat. And then he just jumped out in front of the truck. And we just we just drove right through him. And I said, oh my God, like, did you stop? Like, and, and, and there was no one there. And he goes, no, no, we just kept driving. You suppose... No, your dad's still been... alive, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, what if there's a guy who got murdered on a road in, in Ireland at some point? Oh, statute of limitations. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. How many years ago? Oh, that? That would have been last year. The other story, though, that your story really reminded me of. Uh, I won't say their names, but I, two of my good friends growing up were twins. Twins as well. They always have... They're uh, freaks. A lot of twins have stuff freaks. going on. They, they, have a, they actually have a story of one of them being hit and the other feeling it. They were, they were hitting each other. They're having time. a fight. But yeah, yeah. But they used to live with their aunt. The two of them... I'll share. tell you what, aunts are scary. Oh, ants are scary. Yeah, yeah. Both the insect and the and the, the human being. They used to stay in the same room. They the mm. you slept on either side of either side of the room, and then there was a window in the middle of the room. 
And one night, like a few days after their aunt died, uh, one of the twins like kind of heard something and woke up and he saw his grand leaning over his other twin on the other side of the room and like stroking him. And then he said, oh, oh. Auntie Mary, like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she she gets up and she turns to him and she says, she she just like goes, oh, it's all fine. And waves him back to bed and walks through the window. Oh, I don't want that, man. straight out into... I don't want that. I used to sleep downstairs like we had a two-story house. And that I'm imagining that happening in my room downstairs. But I think from staying in apartments like pretty much the last 10 years of my life i'll never be able to sleep on the ground floor of a house ever again no because i think about the opportunity for someone to walk past your window is obviously a lot less if you're on the second floor yeah and like i so i i can vividly remember just staying in my room and kind of that you know that blue dark blue night out and and just like christ almighty if a head popped past the window like you know game over Oh, I, I just want to add to that story that they were on the second floor. You just because that's actually that's important to the story. She didn't climb out the window. It wasn't like okay. It wasn't like oh, see, she like floated out the second floor. Uh, yeah, I window. mean, still impressive. It's, yeah, it's honestly, it, you didn't even need it. No, no, uh, no. Definitely on a ground floor is uh, spooky enough. Do you, know, do you know the other place that we used to live in um, in East London, the first place we lived in? Yeah, we moved over. Now that place, I got a vibe in there. I, you see, I didn't feel too bad in that because it was like, you know, our little house downstairs, little house upstairs. I like being in an apartment and, you know, like in, where you're in close proximity, at least. I don't mind that. When we lived in that other place, mm. when you were back in Ireland, I never told you this. When you were back in Ireland once, I started hearing very strange things in the house. Well, there was a locked room at the back as well, yeah. which I don't like at all. No. Like. Now, in hindsight, I slept with a knife. No, you did. I did. Yeah, yeah. So I was hearing very strange noises. That's terrifying. Yeah. I, I, did I not ask you about half an hour ago, have you ever been freaked out sleeping on your own? You were like, nah. I know you're saying you slept with a knife. That's a kind of a different category. It's not. It? That's maximum. No. It's kind you of weren't, a, look, you, weren't, you didn't have a knife to stab a ghost, Raj. Like, you're smarter now. You had a knife because there might have been some guy coming in. To be honest, I was thinking more ghost stuff. So what are you going to stab a ghost with? Like you know, maybe I could have offered it. <laughs> Would you like a slice of cake? <laughs> okay, so now we've covered we've covered the lamestream narrative. I'm going to ask you. Do you mind if I just give a little recap? So, Go on. so this yeah, woman yeah. and her two kids are in a house. Furniture being moved, knocking on the wall, stuff being thrown around there. Weird noises. They ring the police. The police come over, investigate it. They say, nah, it's fine. We don't really care now. There's no evidence here. Yeah. They see a slidey chair uh, to corroborate it, but they still take no action. She then goes to the mirror to definitely not get paid. And they send over journalists. One of them gets hit with a Lego brick. And then the next guy comes in, but his stuff has never been made public. He calls the UK Ghostbusters. They go investigate it. And he says that the whole house is controlled by an entity. And the adult children as well say that we were pranking them, the researchers, yeah. but it was a traumatic experience that we lived through. And we do believe that besides our little pranks, it was haunted. Yeah. The, you reminded me of two things while you were talking about that. One of them is... You always get reminded in twos. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. I don't know what that is. 
the maybe it's just because I'm so so smart. I guess just kind of have so much extra brain power just buzzing around. Uh, number one, do you remember Bloody Mar- Mary? Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah, there's a couple of them around. We look into the the mirror, and you say, Ah, uh, no. Do you no, know that? No, I thought you were talking about moving statues in Ireland. No, no, no. You're talking about horrific, terrifying things. What do you have to say into the mirror? You say Bloody Mary into I'm the mirror. I'm telling three times. you no, right? If you do this into a mirror tonight. I'll box you into the back of the head. No, I, I've... Do not do that. No, no. Can I be honest with you? Go on. I've never done it. Don't ever do it. And no, I, I've never the done laptop, it. The laptop. Don't say it to the laptop. Oh, the laptop's a reflection. The, you need to say it three times. Then she appears and kills you. But I was in the toilet. And I remembered that. And I looked in the mirror. And I said, Bloody Mary. Stop. Bloody Mary. Don't say it a third time. No, no, I didn't. And I went, I still can't risk it. But you, you know what I'm on about, don't you? I did don't you, like it. Did, no, but did you have that growing yeah, up? Yeah, I know we had yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I would police yeah. the place. I said, yeah. you fucking say that, you're dead. The other thing is that there was a great show, uh, or a great one-off special that the BBC did that was inspired by the Infield Haunting that's um, called Ghost Watch. Mm. And I think Michael Parkinson presented it. You must have heard about this. I think I've seen this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like people were really freaking out and thought yeah. it was real at the time. Amazing. Stuff. But they did it live, didn't they? Uh, I think they pretended it was like yeah, but like yeah. They, they, there was this whole prank, like but they did it at, at like primetime television as well, and yeah, they yeah. were all in on it. They said it, you know, they said it was live. Children, come on. No, Sarah, Sarah, stay where you are, please. Sarah, stay there, please. Don't go upstairs. Why? Because we hear that Susanna's got out of bed, but she's not yet stay appeared. Here. I don't know she's, why. Not, she's not appeared on the landing. Do you know what? The way this episode is going. I think the ideal way to listen to this episode is mug of hot chocolate late on like a Friday evening, Saturday, Friday evening, roaring fire on Netflix. And you're just listening to this. And a knife. And letting you, yeah, sleeping with a knife. So before we get to our headline act of Bill, we'll just run through. Totally forgot that we have to listen to that. <laughs> we'll just run through a few of the, uh, I guess there's, listen, Everything's in the story in this one. It's kind of just whether the house was haunted or whether it was a poltergeist or whether it was it was the girls. Do you, do you actually do you want to see a picture of them levitating? The girls, yeah. They have photos of that, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't do. take a photo of the Lego brick, but they got photos of this. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. I would have much preferred to see the photo of the Lego brick, to be honest. Yeah. And so, are people living in this house now? Is this house there? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Any news on the current people? How they're getting on? Would you live there? Um, I wouldn't. I genuinely wouldn't. Not a hope. Is it? Is it cheap? If this is sounds mad, but if it was cheap or if people offered it to me, I'd really have to think about it. Oh, even more is it? I'd really have to think about it. I don't think I'd be able to do it. So here you go. That is really seventies. Now I will say, Rog, that girl is just jumping up in the air. No, she's not, Dennis. She's levitating. She's jumping off her bed. Are you telling me that, that, that you have a rational explanation for that? <laughs> She's literally jumping off her bed, right? No. I mean, I here, put the photos up on, on Instagram when we put up the episode. Yeah, which I never do, but I should do. I yeah, will do that. do do that. But no, she's jumping up and down on her bed. Again, some of your decisions, like, not the best. Well, I'll tell you. But are you telling me that that's not scarier? All those weird 70s colours and clothes and stuff is, is not the scariest decade. It's terrifying. It's, it's a creepy decade. It's weird and it's brown and orange. There might be. I think the 90s was scary as well. 
the 90s was all like uh, neon and green and black and uh, it wasn't it wasn't bit, bit of e bit of e <laughs> bit of e go sunny yeah that would be fucking terrifying uh so i guess the big question is whether or not you th- so the haunted house and poltergeist poltergeist is is kind of again these are two branches poltergeist is kind of this idea of that's a spirit but some people think it's it's actually the manifestation of energy in a house. And, and then, you mentioned before, are these the spirits, are, are, are we classifying which poltergeist kind of spirit it is? Is this a one where it's like, you know, replaying a scene? You know, that was one. Or like a stone tape theory. Mm. To be honest, I'm thrown off by the possession. Because a lot of the time in poltergeist, it's the idea of it's, it's all the energy and the energy is causing all these events to happen. But the energy isn't like a single, you know, cognizant ghost that's just trying to spook people. And did the Enfield Hauntings, does this precede The Exorcist? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. When did, well, did the, it inspire it? When did The Exorcist come out? Well, I couldn't tell you, to be that's honest. That's based on a different one. Oh, really? Okay, well, yeah. we're never, ever doing that. No, ever. we'll do that. Nope. That's a good one. No, thank you. That's actually a huge one. I don't want to ever talk about it. Okay. okay. You'll have to get someone else. So so basically, how are you feeling in terms of how believable you think this is? What are your big takeaways? I think it's believable, but if we're talking about possession, then I think we have to talk about a ghost. I mean, he's already identified himself as Bill. Fair enough. Okay. So, so, you, so I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a poltergeist based on that logic. You think it, it is uh, a surely ghost? Surely something, though, can be uh, like can, an energy can be there plus a ghost. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, Guess but I, so. I think this is—I think this is a ghost. I think it's an aggressive ghost as well, throwing Lego bricks at people and stuff. Do you think there's any chance that the girls faked it? I think that they faked it enough, but they didn't fake all of it. You see, imagine you're one of the girls, right? You're you're playing a little prank, and you go knock knock, and they go. You can imagine this in a movie. You would be terrified, and they go knock knock, and then you hear bang bang, back like yeah. Oh my god, you just die. Like you'd absolutely die. I'll be honest with you. I showed you those those pictures. Mm-hmm. When I saw those pictures of them levitating. Yes. It, it I had a few questions. A few reservations. Yeah. I thought maybe like you said, there's probably you could come up with I'm not saying that there was, but you could come up with a potential explanation. Of them jumping off their bed. Uh, well, a rational explanation for maybe how they were uh, creating, generating this levitation-like um, ability. Just when I was ready to kind of write the thing off, I found the audio clip of The Possession. Great. And for me, harder to write it off after the... Can you not just put this in in post, please? No, I, I think people will want to hear your reaction. Okay. Are you ready for it? This is from something called Spectra X, a sound anthology of occult phenomenon from 1920 to 2017, volume one. This is the audio. Hello. Hello. No, man. Yeah. I have goosebumps all over me. Wow. Wow, 
Sam. Sounds like an old man. Yeah. Eleven-year-old girl. What? Wait! Mr. Ghost! Yeah, yeah. I was fucking. I was in the car. I was telling Frank. Frank, 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 Oh, you do, you do have goosebumps all yeah, yeah, over you, me. You do have goosebumps. Yeah, I'm not faking it. Like that's terrifying. Oh, so how? Um, Even if you do that as a laugh, if you put on that voice as a laugh, that's groans for termination. Like as in, you have to leave. Oh uh, no, are you joking me? Yeah. No, no, don't even, don't do even, it. don't even. You tempt it. You want to tempt it? Yeah. I'm and then we hear the voice when none of us are talking. Hello. <laughs> Oh. What do you think's going on when someone's possessed? What What do you think it, the person is going through? Um, I think it's a bit like when you're maybe asleep. Isn't that Isn't that handy for them? And then you're being uh, you're being like manipulated. Isn't that handy for them? Do you know what would be a really funny sketch? Is if somebody gets possessed, they're possessed by a ghost. But the ghost makes them speak in a cancelable accent. Yeah, well, yeah, great. And the big news story is like the person gets cancelled. If you like listening to the podcast today, please give us a five star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Uh, we'd also like to say that our Patreon is up and running. We've got some nice support in there from people, so thanks so much. If you feel like supporting this podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash unexplained legends. And as always, please follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends, your mother, your grandmother, and your grandfather all about the podcast and spread the word. get amazon packages no we just ordered an amazon thing today yeah uh, through you i laundered it for you. you